It's the 26th of May. It's nine minutes after the hour. It is time for the blues and the booze, or the booze and the blues, however order you want to put it. Hey, tomorrow's a holiday. Most of you don't have to work, or some of you don't have to work. So yes. Natalie doesn't have to work. Oh, we're going to be picking Natalie up off the floor later. That's right, honey. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, Rick. Missed How are you doing? I'm doing good. We missed you last week. Thank uh, you. This gentleman over here, uh, Mr. Theo Dospark. I know. I told him I'm sorry I missed his show. You were out on the road? I was at the beach. At the beach? I was in Panama City Beach. Oh, how was Panama City Beach? Oh, the weather was perfect. It was nice. Nice to get away. Yeah, got a little sunshine on you. Yeah, see my tan? Yeah, there you go. Got a little bit. Got a little bit. Got a little rum in you. Got a little on me. Well, it's going to be a fun night down here, kids. That's right. We got Johnny and the gang down here. I tell you what, uh, I've had a chance to visit with uh, with uh, Mr. Riley. Johnny Riley is in here. Johnny is from my uh, from my my the state that I grew up in, uh, the state of Texas. Yep. Yep. That's where I be from. Groveton. Groveton, Texas. Actually, I, I was born and raised down in Sour Lake, Texas, whole days out of Texas, but Groveton's where I la- ended up landing as yeah. an adult. Yeah. If you can call me an adult. <laughs> you know, tonight you can be whatever you want. I'm a blues man, a guitar player. But you know, you—I understand that you lived in this area for a while, though, too. Yeah, I was in. Well, my mom's originally from Clarksdale, Mississippi, in, uh-huh. in, in uh, 1963, and Dowley. My father was up here working on a sharecropper's farm, doing something, and they met at Westbrook's Drive-In in Clarksdale in 1963, and. His pickup line was he flipped her a quarter and told him her to call him when she she was eighteen, and uh, <laughs> I can't I can't say what she told him, but it, it involved kissing uh, her oh, backside. She said she said kiss my told him to kiss her ass. Kiss and, her ass, yeah. And so she went she went inside and she told the the girls at the car hop. She goes, I'm going to marry that guy, and they go, Sure you are. And thirty days later, they were like engaged and got married like New Year's Eve, 1963. And in the 1966, uh, my bouncing pretty self came along, along with the beard and the guitar, of course. Oh, right on. And yeah. the tattoos. That was so. a surprise to everybody. Yeah, that. yeah. And that came along. <laughs> so it's weird. My dad was from Texas. My mother's from Mississippi. I always laugh because my mother, uh, her last name was Avant, but it's actually, if you pronounce it right, it's Avant. So she was, uh, her family came down from like Nova Scotia. The roots is like Nova Scotia. Right, France, yeah, the, kind of yeah, those Cajuns. Yeah, the Cadillon, Cadillon, Cadillon. Yeah, because the yeah, yeah, there were the Northern Cajuns and the Southern Cajuns. And, and my was, uh, yeah. father's family came from Ireland, County Cork. So yeah. I always made a joke and said that uh, my mother was Cajun, my dad was Irish. They both liked to drink, and it was too damn cheap to pay for it. So There you go. Which was not true. Actually, my father, he was pretty wild, but as he went on and stuff, my father became a holiness preacher. So blues music or anything like that was considered the devil's music for real, for real. And so you would go to yeah, hell. There's that there's that whole thing. There's that mystique in this in these parts, as you very well know, about the devil's music and the whole Robert Johnson thing. Of course, of course. You know, and there's something to be said about it, I suppose. If you, well, if you know, you, my dad, my dad preached in a lot of African American churches, like all over Texas, Louisiana, different things. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of like steeped in the culture, yeah, like hoodoo and all that kind of stuff. It's just part of. I mean, when you got so many different people that come together, whatever, they always leave fingerprints behind. If you get it, you know. Oh, sure. So you got all these different cultures and different things going on. That's how we got tamales in the Delta from <laughs> building the levee. And I love the tamales, but I'm like, they got tamales in the Delta. I'm like, well, when they yeah. built the levee, they had you know they had different people, Hispanics, different ones came. And yeah, so. the the Irish built the original levees around New Orleans, and when Katrina happened, all that finally after all those years got kind of washed away, unfortunately. 
Oh, well, that wow. was the, that was the Irish slaves, you know, because they yeah. you know, yes, that whole was. thing about hey, we can get you off the uh, we can get you off the island if you come here to to Louisiana. Yeah, they were called indentured servants. Is what they yeah. were. It's a nice name for it, but yeah, yeah. they were basically they were slaves. Yeah. They were, and they said if you don't, if you if 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 we like what you do in seven or eight years, we'll let you go, and if not, you got to stay. So most of them just kind of like <laughs> they never paid their debt off. Basically, yeah, that's yeah. what happened. Uh, so. Yeah. I'm married to an Irish woman, so I... I Bless I took, your heart. Oh, God. She is from <laughs> County Liege, so they're in the Midlands. Well, you know, I just got through I just got through touring Ireland. Uh, did you really? Yeah, I toured. I did over, we did a, a, a call a pub crawl over there. Yeah. And uh, well, literally... It's, it's the a, whole goddamn island. The whole island's a pub crawl. <laughs> Actually, island, yeah. it was cool because <laughs> the whole the whole deal was... I, I was over there, and we went to this bar called Sean's Bar, and they go, let's see. It's the oldest bar in Ireland. I'm like, okay, cool. So I walked in. I said, hey, when were you guys established? We met and shook hands, everything. And I played there. And um, he said 900 AD. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. And that place had been there. I said, y'all been serving hooch out of here a long time, cat. And, uh, but in the walls, you can see these uh, spread out of this real thick wicker yeah. inside. And it was put together with mud and blood. Uh, it was ho- mud and blood and horsehair, like a paste, like a cement. Right, right. And they ended up building the, the building now around it, but you can still see parts where they took it out where you could see what the original was like. So, uh, yeah, it's like the oldest bar in the world. It's, it's 900 AD. 900 AD. Yeah. Actually, they, I'll give you a shout out now. Is, is uh, Sean's whiskey? Uh, is is uh, they're making it in Ireland and and. Uh, he may be one of our sponsors. We've got Illinois Joining Forces as a sponsor, and we've got um, the Memphis Blue Society. Yay! Uh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> as a sponsor. So, but yeah, we turned over there, man, and, and they got some stuff that's pretty deceiving. It's called Bulmers. Bulm- oh, yes, I know about Bulmers. Yes. Bulmers is yes. like, it tastes like apple soda, and it's so wonderful. It's but delightful, drink, yes. But if you drink nine of them, you'll yeah. walk sideways. <laughs> Yes, you it's will. It's very deceiving, I'm telling you, because you're like, wow, this is really good stuff. You walk oh, east wow. to west instead of north to south. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You, do, you, you know, will exactly definitely. Like Pop Fontaine. And all of a sudden, you'll have the right. brogue. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the brogue, uh, Lloyd McElwin is uh, is saying hello. Cool. He said uh, uh, to give you guys a shout out. So. Yeah, we just played up in Hebrew Springs for him this past Wednesday. Michael Wayne. Uh, Lloyd Michael, Michael Wayne. Michael Wayne. I grew Lloyd up with Ma- that guy. McElwain, uh, Michael Wayne, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're he listening, Lord, I love you. Yeah, yeah we we were cool. like 12 years old together, and and he was a Marine. I'm in the Army, and and uh, he just had us up, and we had a great time. I didn't know they liked rock and blues and stuff like that in Hebrew Springs, Arkansas. Hell yeah, they do. It's, they that's, dig it, dude. That's the wettest dry county you'll ever set foot in. Actually, it is. Dude, I was sitting there going, oh, "It's a that's dry a county." Story. I'm like, "Are you serious? It really yeah, is." Dry. I'm like. There's just no liquor stores or bars, but boy, they right around the outside of the county. Well, they're all excited. They're going to open up the new the new uh, marijuana medical shops. Yeah, the, the medical dispensaries. That's a big thing there now. It's, the it's they're all excited about the that. cannabis collection. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because Arkansas they got it. They got it put all put together. So. Hey man, I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't I don't smoke pot, but I like the edibles because I think they're incredible, and. I was diagnosed with PTSDs when I got out of the military. Yeah. Uh, like 90%. And they had me on stuff, man. It's crazy because we're going to give you this to help you sleep. I'm like, awesome. And it helps you sleep. And you see the side effects. May cause fits of rage and or suicide. I'm like, why would you give somebody... With PTSD. With PTSD. Because isn't that what PTSD really is? Post-traumatic stress of- syndrome. Like, you freak out. If I don't take medicine, I'm like, dude, everything, you're like kind of really hypervigilant and you, yeah. you don't play well with others sometimes. 
and you don't like loud noise. I was like, so they give you all this other stuff to keep you calm. Then they give you this stuff. He goes, but it may cause depression. Why would you give me something to make that may cause me to get pissed off? Like I wake up mad and don't even know why. And it's right. Like, so I'm pro. Pro cannabis. cannabis. Yeah, yeah, I am because the CBD oils are good and I'm pro uh, uh, edibles. I don't smoke or anything like that. I, I can't. I did for years uh, and I quit a long, long time ago. Uh, but the edibles, I can I can take one of those sativas at night and sleep like a baby. Where before, every two hours I'm up walking around checking everything constantly. Yeah, you're just going through the going through the thing that PTSD does. Well, know? yeah, it's like you're always looking and you're always preparing, and you you know, without so, it, I couldn't sit in this room. You know, I'm sitting there looking. There's one way out, and in your mind, you yeah. look, how many ways out of this building? What do I need to do if something happens? And so it's constantly going on. So I'm pro cannabis because of that, because it's not so much. I'm for the I'm for the, the calm part of it because not so much for the munchies because dude, <laughs> dude if if I like took the other kind for the munchies I'd eat this building. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, dude, I'm. Ugh. I feel you. Get the uh, munchies, you know. So so you so you saw action in the military sure, then, did you? Well, I was over there when it all started. So I was over there in. Uh, was it Afghanistan? Or? No, <clears throat> it was way before that. It was right before Desert Storm. And what happened with Desert Storm was we were on a peacekeeping mission at the Sinai. And we were supposed to come home after six months. And I don't know why they call it a peacekeeping mission, but we had a little dub on our beret and, and we all carried guns and all that stuff. And so we would go on patrols or whatever, yeah. but all of a sudden everything stopped. And they go, guess what? You're not going to go home. Uh, you've got to stay. We've got some bad stuff going. So then it was Desert Shield and then Desert Storm yeah. was coming. And so we got locked in a position where we were and we didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, you know, when you got we got ready to leave, that bomb dog sniffing our planes, and we had to get on the plane. I was like, dude, I hope one of them don't have a cold. So, <laughs> well, well, I can, t- I can, I can. Thank you for your service, my friend. Yeah, yeah man, we, we appreciate you doing Straight it. Straight up, yes, sir. Up. Yes, sir. Uh, you got the higher guns in here tonight. I know you're short a man, short a bassist. Yes, short a bassist. We may we may scare one up before the night's out. I know, you know we got, we got a few people working on it. So, and, but it, it doesn't matter. You got you got the Killer B guitar in your lap over there. Oh, I love this Killer B guitar. You got I Jimmy over here. I know this with guy, it. Yeah. And uh, I want to give a shout out to my wife Cheryl Riley, my baby girl. Hi, Cheryl. Cheryl's been with me. Well, she's put up with me for about 35, 36 years. That's what it is. They, they're not with you. They put up with you. They put up with me. Yeah, because yeah, right. we're like totally different. Like she's like, she graduated at like the top of her class in college, and she's a math teacher, and I'm kind of like a bluesman and a, a moron, according to what time of day it is. So I feel you, brother. I, so, I know what it is. And my grandkids, Gavin and Macy and Jason Olivia. So I told them, uh, Gavin goes, "Oh my God, I'm famous." Papa mentioned me on the radio. Last time I was on the radio. I mean, where were we at? We were with Marty Pujic. Up in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. That was, he's a cool guy, man. Did you go to that show in Cleveland? No, I was listening online. Oh, wow. All right. <coughs> well, I know you got Jimmy Popeski here. Jimmy uh, Jimmy and I go back a bit. Uh, yeah. We've been doing we've been doing some things off and on for the years. Before and, uh, you got in this building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've been, you've been, our eighth. Our eighth birthday is coming up okay. at the end of at the end of June. So uh, yeah. so yeah. And who's this guy standing behind you? That's that's Jeremy McGregor, our guitar player. Jeremy McGregor. Yeah, he's going to be playing some guitars. Stage name name of course is Lamangelo. Lamangelo. That's spelled L E M O N J E L L O. Yeah, J E L L O because that's that's how it works. Lamangelo. 
It's not Limongello, it's Lamangelo. Yeah, no, 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 no. it's Lamangelo. <laughs> uh, well, we've been sitting here running our mouths long enough. How about how about a tune? You re- you want to play a little bit? Yeah, we, man, let's, let's play some. Uh, I got I got you all night. I hope. Um, well, we're we're going to at least eleven tonight. So. Uh, we've got- <coughs> yeah. Well, hey, baby, what's wrong with you? Well, hey, baby, woman, what's wrong with you? Well, you ain't loving your big daddy, mama, quite like you used to do. Do you know who that is? 
I have no idea, but he's straight as a grizzly's penis, that, dude. That guy is off the freaking hook. All right, I'm I'm about I'm about to set that hook. That is Willie Hall. Dude, Willie Hall is bad ass. Willie Hall was the drummer for the Blues Brothers. Oh my God, it was a pleasure, brother. He's I mean he's, he's Will, so in that. Willie Willie played with Isaac Hayes, the Bar Kays. This you, you he's the house drummer here at Radio Memphis, and he just came I in and know, decided. I was sitting there looking. I'm looking over. That cat was like in it, like. <laughs> I felt it. Well, I could feel it. Yeah, he'll stand up in it, man. He'll he'll make it work for you. That's what he does. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it was, dude. It was an honor, dude. I, I, that guy, he's like got him. Said, "Oh, okay," and he left. I'm like, "No, that guy's <laughs> he'll do that." He, he's he's like a ninja in the night, man. You'll just kind of run in and be Willie's a ni- Willie the ninja. Willie the ninja. That's, that's what he is, dude. That was straight up, dude. That was fun. That's what he does. Uh, I'm gonna pause here. We've got we got Johnny Riley in the in the and the and the hitmen, the hired guns, the the the, the guys that are guns here to kill you. Hey, they got it all going on. We'll be doing it all night long. We'll be back with more. Plus, I got I got your solo stuff. We're gonna play some of that too tonight. So oh, cool, oh, dude. oh and Thank Rick, you. real quick. Yes. Um, I, I want everybody to please stay tuned for when Mark makes his announcements later. We've got a, a big surprise. We have a surprise. We do. I love surprises. Yes, Does it involve we do. cake? Yeah. Mm, we'll see. Just a ball of cake. That would yeah. be nice. It would be we'll nice. See. There's plenty like, of time. Like I need. Go to the Superlow and grab a cake. Yeah, we'd be good to go. That's awesome. She said surprise. I, you know, my mind went straight to cake. <laughs> <laughs>
right there is Mr. Johnny Riley there from the crossroads of my life record here at Radio Memphis. And uh, anger sets in <laughs> as we uh, continue on here on this uh, Sunday night. Uh, Johnny was telling me a little bit about that song, Anger Sets In, and it uh, comes from a, just a turn of a phrase, doesn't it? It was, man. I was riding down on Highway 94 in Lufkin, Texas, and they were interviewing some guy about, I don't know, him and his wife were having problems where she left or something, and, and the guy said, well, he said, uh, are you hurt? He goes, no, man, when the anger sets in, the pain goes away. When he said that, I said, when the anger sets in, the pain goes away, I went hook, and I just wrote it down. <laughs> there it is. There's Boom, a hook yeah. right there, and then it took me about maybe eight minutes and I had it because a lot of times, this is weird, I don't sit down with a piece of paper. Yeah. I'll wake up sometimes at night and have a song in my head. It'll come to me, and I'll write it down, or I'll start typing it in my phone while I have it because if I go back to sleep, I won't have it anymore. So it's given to me. Right. So I feel like somebody's giving me a song. So, uh, on the, oh, Ladybugs, that's awesome, dude. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's good luck. They're, they're all yeah. over this place. Yeah, they're yeah. all over this place. Um. <clears throat> So I heard that, I wrote it, but when I, when I do songs, like I'll hear something and I'll just start writing as I get it or, or something like that. And so in it, that song actually was pretty cool. And they said, well, where'd you get that? I said, I just heard it. And there's two versions. Uh, one's kind of like a, it's not a waltz, but it's like a half beat on it. It was a country version of it. And then we took it and uh, we kind of livened it up and did it in an open D chord and did some slide work and... Uh, so, so, so when you write, is it is it typically lyrics first and then guitar work? Well, here's the weird thing about it. When I was saying, I don't sit down with a piece of paper and go, "Hey, I'm going to write a song." I might be riding the lawnmower. I might be riding down the road like I was in the middle of the night, and everybody's like, you know, laying down or sleeping in the van, and we're going down the road, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'll start getting lyrics in my head, and I'll start humming, and I'll write the entire song in my head first, and I'll get it, and then I'll take and start putting it down, which is. You know, uh, I'll start writing writing lyrics, uh, and I've got lyrics on my phone right now that I'll start writing them down when I get them. So sometimes if I'm if it's quiet, if I'm riding along or driving down the road, or sometimes a lot of times when I'm asleep, songs will come to me and I'll wake up and I'll. So and, so uh, it's a phrase or a, a couple of words that might grab phrase. your attention, and and then from there you start fleshing it out. Then right? Yeah, dude. And I kind of I don't know what they call it the zone. I kind of get into my own little whatever, my little weird world, and I start writing down. Yeah. Yeah, uh, really cool. And then once you have that, then you're able to sit down with a guitar and say, "Well, okay, here's here's some changes I'm thinking. Here's some licks I'm working." And... Well, I, like I said, I hear it in my head first. I'll hear all the music in my head. So you hear I'll all hear of it. Yeah. I hear it all of it, and I'll sit there and it goes together, or whatever. And then I'll start uh, putting it down. Like I, I did a song. Uh, she don't call me baby anymore. Uh, uh, I'm a veteran, and so a lot of guys when they come back over here, some of them lose their families or they'll lose their wives or girlfriends because. Sometimes they're burnt or disfigured or something messed up. And sure. So I, I took that as a song and several different incidents, and I said, she don't call me baby anymore. So it was, it was written from a veteran's perspective of laying in a VA hospital looking at the ceiling. He's basically lost everything, and because of the way he looks. And uh, it, it's kind of like a, I don't know, some of the stuff they're calling country today is not country. You can put a cat in the oven, don't make it a biscuit. Amen, you know. brother. And so they're calling it country, but it's like... This know. shit out of Nashville ain't country. No, it's not country. It's like Chris Stapleton. I'm like, dude, that's rhythm and blues, or that's blues. And they go, no, 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 it's outlaw country. I'm like, no, it's not. It's either whatever. pop it's pop or this 90s rock crap, whatever. Whatever it is, but it's not country, because I've heard hardcore country. Like I like the... Uh, uh, Jimmy turned me on to Whitey Morgan, I think is who it was. I really like guys like that and Chris Stapleton. But when I hear some of that stuff, it's really not what you would call... 
Well, as a blues artist, you would know more than anybody else because you know where country comes from. Yeah, I know where it comes from. Hank Williams had blues lyrics, and he put basically what they called hillbilly music back then with the blues lyrics, but he was taught by uh, a black street performer named T-Tot. And so when, when you know, came in last night, half past four, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now my key don't fit no more. If you don't think that's blues, it's blues lyrics. And so that's what, what made him so the, what he was. And then you're working that swing into it, you know, whether it's, you know, like like, like what like what Bob Wills had done for years. Bob Wills did the same thing. Yeah, and They, they put a fiddle to it. Well, a lot of people don't know like early blues. They played banjos and fiddles and different things sure. like that. Even Bill Monroe of Bluegrass said when he was a young boy, he played barn dances with black musicians, and the musicians, uh, that's where he got the high, lonesome sound from. That's where it came from. Right. So it kind of, it's like a foundation all come out of the blues. So you've got all kind of music, you know, and some of the stuff they're, you know, I don't know what they call it, progressive or whatever, but uh, who knows? pop. The, the, the deal with me is, if you play a song, you got to be able to feel it. You know, I give a shout out to Mickey Rogers and Jimmy Mays and all those guys. If you got to feel it, man, and if you don't feel it, you can't sing it. You know, it's it, some of that. Some of that stuff coming out of Nashville to me is plastic. That's why I told Jimmy we were talking about recording, and we're supposed to record, I think, in Sun Studios uh, here in the summer, maybe, and. We were talking. I said, "Man, I've been in there where they do the digital, and I want to hang myself because it's it's very tedious, and you miss this, and they can pot you in, or they can uh, that's put bullshit. you on, yeah, on auto tune." Yeah, that's... and I'm like, "Dude, do you realize Howlin' Wolf would come in there, and they would these guys came in suits. It's so cool, and they would do it live, and the vibe was there, and the mojo was there, and it was there, and it's that's boom. what that's what this room over here does, and it's it's recorded digitally, but I want to I want to capture everything." The way it happens. Well, the deal is, you man, know, is that's what you do. You, you got to have yeah. magic, man. Other yeah. there's just a bunch of processed mojo. crap. There ain't no mojo to it. And I know what mojo is. There ain't no mojo to it. It's just plastics like, hey, I'm going to sing the blues. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. When you go down to the ABCs and stuff, you see a lot of these kids look like they're going to church in Atlanta dressing in pink suits and blue suits. And they think they know what the blues is. But the blues is life, man. And yeah. it's sometimes it's good and sometimes it's just hard, you know. Back to uh, country, back to uh, Texas country. What are your thoughts on Dale Watson? I know you know Dale. Though. Actually, I love Dale Watson. Dale moved here. He said, enough of Austin and enough of Nashville. I'm coming to Memphis. I really I really like him because uh, Dale Watson, to me, is like the real deal. And yeah. He is. He is, and he's got his own bus, and he's played all over, and he's been on TV or whatever, but um, – He's got a song called uh, "Help Me Merle." I'm breaking out in Nashville rash. Yes, uh, I know that song. And it's Help me, Merle, awesome. Yeah, he's like awesome song. They're saying, you know, people like Jones and all those guys. Are, where am I said, dude? If you listen to Jones, if you if you even old country music, it came from the blues. The bars were all closed. It's four in the morning. I must have yeah. shut them all down by the way that I feel yeah. with my head on the wheel. The horn stalks honking. The whole neighborhood knows I'm home drunk again. Dude, if that's not blues, I don't know what is. It may have fiddles in it, but older country music from the 50s, Lost Love, all this stuff they wrote about, now they're writing about crap like Red Solo Cup. Oh, God. I lift you Oh, up. stop like, it. Really? Come no, on, dude. No. I'm like, Toby, I love you, baby, but you uh, can't. I mean, is it. How much money do you need? How much is enough? He's you not know? the first to say this. Will, Willie. I yeah, heard this Willie's Willie. the same thing. Willie yeah. used to say the same thing, yeah. Uh, Dale's other tune, uh, I only lie what I drink and I drink a lot. I mean, that's, that's, that's blues. I mean, it is dude. And he plays the old, he's got the old, he's got that. You can hear it. You can hear Texas, you can hear Bakersfield, you can hear stuff. 
And he's a real deal. He's been out there forever. I mean, I, I remember Dale Watson when his hair wasn't white. So, but he's, he's actually. You've known him a long time. Well, I remember the guy. He's been around. Everybody knows him in Texas and oh, stuff. He's, he's been everywhere. Yeah. But he. Um, him and that Lone Star logo on his guitar. I mean, he's, you know, he's as Texas as it gets. But he also understands that Nashville is that plastic, that commercial end of it. But he's trying to find that middle thing. He just bought uh, Hernando's Hideaway here which used to be this big juke joint, and he's he is turning that into a flat-out, real country joint right here in this town. That's that's solid. That's absolutely solid. So, you know, we're glad to have Dale in town. He's he's uh, he's building a studio down in Whitehaven. I know. didn't know that, man. I know he's a real deal, and he, he he's, he's, he's been, an awesome cat. If you want to talk about country, if you listen to stuff, there's, there's country artists a lot of people haven't heard of, but if you listen to... I mean, even Waylon Jennings got tired of, of the, some of the stuff, they, this, the plastic stuff they were coming out with. Yeah, wasn't Waylon that said... Uh, Willie last, left. Yeah, when, uh, when uh, Waylon said the last one to leave Nashville, turn out the lights, and they were all headed to uh, Branson, Missouri. Dude, they, I'll be honest <laughs> which, with you. Which, dude. look what happened up there. That turned into a pile of crap. Well, it, 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 you get... Some of this stuff is all about making money, and we're going to make money. I'm like, okay, great, we're getting paid, but how much is enough? Money. I mean, what do you? I mean, you need what I need a billion dollars for. I mean, hell, if I won the lottery, we'd get a bus. You know, maybe a driver or something. But I mean, I don't know. Um, I think it affects the music and stuff because yeah. um, there was a song, and I'm trying to think of her name. It was years ago, and it was God bless the boys who made the noise on 16th Avenue, and they come from the country and the cornfields, and it was just different. It was real, and so if you get in there singing something that's polished or whatever blues, you can go in there and play. I mean, like I said before, John Lee Hooker, dude, he played an open G, and sometimes it was out of tune, but he would grunt and stomp his feet and talk, and people would lose their minds, and they go, my God. Yeah, That's take right. my money. Where do I go? What the hell is What is this? And, I, and yeah. I had one of the older guys tell me, he said, man, he's got that spirit. He's got the feeling. So he came from somewhere, so when a guy does that, he was moving. I get goosebumps talking about that guy, but when, when they did Listen, that. Listen, even could, my three-year-old would say, Mommy. Play Boom Boom song. Yeah, well, the deal is, is you have a three it was real. He used to be three. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> well, it was real, man, and that's what B.B. King could hit one note. Bing. I, oh, my God, he's a genius. And when I was younger, I was going, what, what, what? But then I figured out they put every bit of emotion, every bit of their heart, feeling soul, right down to the bottom of their feet and everything they do. And when you do that, it comes across to the audience because music, to me, is magic. It's vibrations, man. So when you're, when you're work, working a room, you're working a show, how much attention are you paying to those, you know, to, to the to the room? When you're wa- when you're watching those fans that come in and they've they've paid some cover, they bought a ticket, they're coming to see you, right? Johnny Riley and the Hitman, yeah, you know, the hired guns. I live with the you know, Hitman. The Hitman. Get out of here! Get out of here! Out of here. <laughs> we're gonna go out to the Yo, dumpster later. You know, here. we're gonna cut your fingers off. No, when 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 the hired guns and you are out there. How much are you paying attention to that room? I'll be honest with you. When I go into a room, this is going to sound like I'm a total like hippie, but it's, it's, it's funny because <laughs> everything's about the feel for me and vibrations vibe. to me, the vibe. Yeah. And I can come in and put my hands on walls. I'm kind of weird like that. When I come into the studio, I felt a vibe. <gasps> Listen. When I come in here, I felt it. Put and your hands on Natalie. She'll I don't, give you a vibe. No, I don't want to interrupt you, but for, before I forget, later, please tell the Crossroads story and play the song and talk about all that. Please. We, can do, we can do that right now. Please. Yeah. Which I, I don't want to talk too much before we do another song. Well, I but... felt the vibe in here and I said, no, were you talking, isn't it the, 
Will you talk about the pennies and all yes, that? Yes, I will. I yes. will. That happened. That's really Please, cool. because I'll get the chills. Well, the deal is on the vibe and stuff. I didn't know this was Charlie Rich's old studio. I had no idea, but when I come in, I felt the vibe. I'm getting them now, actually, and talking said, about well, look, it. And I told Charlie, I said, man, if you don't believe people here, they leave their fingerprints everywhere. I said, I'm an artist, too, man. I need your blessings, you know. And and uh, But I feel the vibe. But, yeah, I'll tell the crossword story. Uh, we were out doing a shoot somewhere in, at the original crossroads. Now, the one in Clarksdale that all the people go to is crap. It's just they go stand. But the crossroads came uh, from African folklore. The crossroads are between heaven and earth. And what they would do, they said that Legba was the devil. Well, Legba never was the devil. In, in voodoo, which people think is like, Ugh. actually, they believe in one God in many spirits or angels or loas, uh, what they call loas. And Legba was the most friendly one. So if you were good and you would go out and offer pennies or you would offer, and I didn't know this at the time when this story happened. Right. And you would offer candy or rum or anything. And if you can study it, he would come around and you give an offering, you pay and say, hey, you know, you want to do something. You wanted him to open the way or open the gate for you. Like we Christians would look at St. Peter with the keys and open for move. Like paying the toll. Yeah, paying the toll and you open the gates and they go, hey, come on. And to, to move things out of your way, because you got a lot of haters out there. Well, people like Robert Johnson and different ones, people think they sold the soul of the devil. And I said, if they actually study the history of the religion or anything, it was part of um, African-American folklore with this. Well, I didn't know this at the time mm-hmm. about all this stuff on the crossroads. Mm-hmm. And me and my cousin, we were all out. I was with uh, um, Carol Marble, Ron Marble, and we were out doing... I don't know how many years ago. My cousin was playing bass for me at the time, Tommy Davis. And we knew we were at the real crossroads. It's out on Dockery Farms. Yes. And so we go all the way out on Dockery Farms. And I'm going to tell you this. This is a weird vibe out there. It didn't scare me, but I knew I knew something. I feel things. And, there's, you know, artists are kind of sensitive, I mean, about stuff. But when I went there, I went with a lot of respect. And so we were playing. And they was going to smile. And, you know, we're doing playing guitars or whatever. And my cousin made a joke. Said, "Better watch it. You'll call him up." I'm like, "Who?" He said, "The devil." I said, "Man, this ain't nothing about no devil." And uh, I kept playing, but all of a sudden, it was hot that day. It got extremely cold where I was standing. Extremely cold, mm-hmm. like wow. And mm-hmm. if it gets cold in the Delta, like, and it's, it's like, "Are you kidding, dude?" Right. <laughs> yeah, that ain't we right. We kind of yeah. died down and kind of blowed a little bit. And something told me, "Show your respect. Throw three pennies." I'm like. And I heard it in my ear. Only got two on me. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Actually, it's reason- well, I'm just sitting there, and I'm flippantly going, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm okay. But I did hear it. And so I was trying to pass along. I was just superstition. So the wind's blowing. I throw three pennies in the air. Boom, boom, boom. Like that. And I go, there you go. They all land on heads at my feet. When they landed on heads, um, I looked down, and my cousin looked at me. I said, did you see that? He goes, yep. And uh, I said, dude, that is crazy. Well, he had, I looked up later on the power of three or the magic of three. Uh, there's a significance in that. And I, when I told Mickey Rogers about it, and everybody knows who Mickey is. Mickey's on the Walk of Fame in Greenville. I mean, he's a great bluesman. Mickey, I told Mickey, I said, look, man, this is what happened. Because Mickey's kind of like my, my blues papa. He's the one that, it's kind of like if you're going to sing real blues, you got to have one of the old guys kind of put their hand on you and say, he's cool. So Mickey... Mickey said, he's cool, and, and but I told him, I said, hey, man, this is what happened. And Mickey told me, he said, you got your luck. So what do you mean I got my luck? And it kind of freaked me out. He said, yeah, man, you got your luck. If you go back out there, they'll be on, they'll be on, they'll be on tails. They won't be on heads no more. 
Hmm. Well, I talked to him. I talked to Blind Mississippi Morris about some of this stuff. And these older cats, if you can get them to talk about it, they'll tell you about some things. And ever since then, I was drawn back again uh, to the crossroads, and I went again. Because it's not about selling your soul. It's about opening up gates and getting the real thing. And I want to be the real thing. I don't want to be a fake or a phony when it comes to playing the blues. You know, there's a lot of kids out there, like I said, they, they want to, they're playing blues, man. And they're emulating their heroes. But there's the real deal. It's kind of like when you're a kid, you want to be like Roy Rogers. So I dressed up in a cowboy outfit and ran outside, but I'm not Roy Rogers. You know, there's the real deal. And, and I said, right. I always want to be the right. real deal. Yeah. Well, that happened. But several times I went back and then... I went with Tim Qualls there one time, and then me and Jimmy went, and uh, I went off by myself, and I left an offering and uh, at the crossroads and stuff. And since then, um, I've had a lot of doors open up, but I didn't feel like I sold, quote, on my soul. I felt like that the gates were open. And what's strange is right after that, that day, there was an African-American man come up to me and he had green looking eyes. And this is serious. They were supposed to be there. He walks by me. We're on this road and as people drive up and he comes up and he goes, you play really, really good. I'm like, well, thanks. Then I realized he wasn't here when I was playing. Mm, wow. Okay. That happened. He goes, you play really, really good. So I know that was Papa coming around telling me, and I don't know, I don't know, I'm telling you, this is what happened. Well, so, are you saying he's he's a black man with green eyes? That's unusual in itself, it was right? His eyes were green, green eyes, but he come by and it was like he was one of the workmen. He goes, man, you play really, really good. He wasn't there when I was playing. He said, you a bad dude? I'm like, cool, cool. Then I realized, well, I told Jimmy about How would that. he know? How would he know? So that's crazy. I'm not making this stuff up. I told Jimmy about it. I said, and then later on, we were at Harlow's Casino and another man come up. It was another black man, and his eyes were greenish hazel, and he said, that's awesome, you Johnny Riley, blah, 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 I love it, blah, 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 and then he left. Never seen him again. I've had that happen three different times with three different men coming to me like that. So when I say I believe that we're guided, I believe that I'm being guided to do what I do. I believe this is what I'm supposed to do. That's why I'm doing it. So when I tell people I'm the real deal, I ain't I ain't bullshitting at all. Is that are they are they angels or demons? I would think they're angels. I just think they're they're coming to me and saying, "Hey, man, you know, good to go." In other words, I some people, you know, it's weird because Christian calls them prayers, and you got Wiccans over here, and they'll call it uh, spells or whatever. But it's basically petitioning, saying, "You know, help me," because I pray to God, I believe in God, I pray to God, and and uh, Muddy Waters said you got to have some church. My daddy was a preacher. And my dad thought you'd go to hell if you played anything besides gospel music. And come to find out, when he was a young man, he was a hellion, you know. He raised all kinds of pain. And, <laughs> and uh, then he became a preacher. I'm like, I guess they make the best ones. Yeah. But he told me before he died, to go play your music and don't forget where you came from. So, you know, I believe that. There's uh, a balance in there. You can there find There is that a balance. balance. And you can get evil in anything, but the crossroads are real. Um, I've heard people talk about crossroads magic. There's a guy named Adrian Stanley that, uh, uh is a Christian, but he's also a root worker, uh, which is it, people call hoodoo. So when you say that in in the Bible Belt hoodoo, they automatically think you're playing with demons and everything. Oh, else. they freak but, out. Oh, well, God, it's folk yes. magic. You know, it's kind of like if you focus, it's kind of like what you think about, you bring about. So right. if you think about negative stuff, you'll bring right. negative stuff. Right. But I believe that I was, that I'm supposed to be here on this radio show right now doing what I'm I doing. I do too. Amen. Right Amen. I do I think too. I was divinely brought here. I've had too many signs. I mean, there's signs all over. I mean, we had doves land in front of our van one day and flew off. I'm like, dude. Before our first show of the tour. Before our first show oh, of the yeah. tour. Yeah. There was two of them. Then we've, we've had cardinals and, and penny things. I mean, 
Everybody knows ladybugs. We were at a place staying, and, and uh, I was getting ready to go to bed. And I pulled it back, and there was two ladybugs in my bed. I'm like, really? So I'm like, okay, cool. So it's kind of like signs that, hey. Well, there was one here earlier. Yep. Yeah, yeah, everything is everything is, <clears throat> is going to be okay. Yeah, I believe in signs. Well, I know they're real, you know, and I'm I telling too. you. I, I'm I telling agree you with that, you totally. That, you know, I've, I've lit a candle for St. Peter and asked him to open up the way and do that. And that's, it's funny because a lot of these religions come in even into Catholicism and stuff like the Africans would say Legba. Or this one would say, uh, you got Santeria, they, it's Catholic, but they'd say it's St. Lazarus or St. Peter. Mm-hmm. It's like, pick your whatever, but I'm telling you, it's real. And you better not come playing with it, you better do what's right. Because if you come with ill intent or you come with trying to be whatever, if you come really humble, it's all good. You know, you just want to play good and, and help people and do that. That's great. But if you come with, like, malice or anything. It comes back. Dude, it's coming to you. I promise it's going What goes around, that karma, that old saying, what you sow, you reap. If you plant catch, you ain't going to get tomatoes. So There's that. And that happened with the pennies. And that happened to me when I come in this room a while ago. I kept feeling it. And I said, man, you got a vibe in this place. And you told me, well, you know, this used to be so-and-so. And I've seen him before. I'm not BSing you. I'm like, I don't doubt it. Uh, there's I, there's several. There's there's several things down here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But to me, as I'm not scared of that because I tell people we're in a physical world and there's a spiritual world. And the crossroads are not a place for you to go and say, hey, if you give me this, I'm going to sell my soul and I'll go to hell. It has nothing to do you with that. You have to be open to it. You have to be, it's nothing, they go, oh, you're playing with this, you're playing with that. I'm like, no, dude. I said, I've had great luck. I've had open doors and people go, how do you guys get paid that? How do you get over here? I'm like, dude, I asked for it or it just opens, it just comes to us. Because you got, but you got to come clean. You got to come clean. You got to come with a good heart. Because if you don't have a good heart, it's going to backfire on you. And uh, Absolutely. It will. I hope I don't sound too weird on your show. No, not at all. I don't think so. No, are you kidding? You, this you is read? Memphis for God's I mean, sake, you know? This yeah, this, this is. is Memphis, dude. I, mean, I forgot where I was. We're, we're all about the we're all about that stew, you know. We're all about the you know. You know, when you say that, it reminded me. They asked me because they didn't know what kind of music I played. I said, "Well, some call it blues, some call it." I said, "I call it gumbo music." My mama was Cajun. Yeah. She made a dark roux. My mother could make gumbo that make you See, slap yourself. I'm a dark roux guy myself. I love and, it, and yeah. I've had buddy guys. No, no pun intended. They they do Creole with okra and different yeah. with the tomatoes and stuff. But my mama made it. And it was dark roux, but it was a combination of a whole mixture of different things that come out so when you hear johnny riley and hired guns you may hear some twang or you may hear some because i don't want to copy you know everybody wants i want to play like stevie ray vaughn i'm like i want to play like me so i purposely will do this in a blues song yeah i'll put a country lick in a blues song just to throw somebody off go what the hell did he just do because i don't want to imitate bb king bb was bb i want to be me you know, it's kind of like I can't play like other people. I've got to play like me. Well, on that, how about a tune? Awesome. Do you want to, you ready to jam a little bit, Jimmy? Yeah, we well, can do that one. I wrote songs, PTSD, blues, wrote all kinds of stuff. Some of it's dark. Um, but I have a good time. Is it me or can you feel it up in here? Oh, I can feel it, yeah. <laughs> string always gets you every time every stinking you can take time. that two ways that can be i know that's what i meant yeah 
<laughs> Last time that G-string got me, it was 20 bucks. <laughs> Johnny Riley and the Hired Guns at Radio Memphis. Here on the Sunday evening here on the uh, the verge of the Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for tuning in to the booze and the blues. You look beautiful, darling. Thank you very much. He's over there combing his beard like Dude, his... I got to, man. There's squirrels in there. Brother, that's a flavor saver is what that is. Dude, you know. I'm you, I get stuff in my beard. Like I shave my beard off and my granddaughter said, Papa, what'd you do? Because they never saw me without a beard, and I looked like a big, like a fat ass two year old. It was like, <laughs> like a toddler. So I said, okay. She goes, grow it back for me. So Miss Macy is that's one of my granddaughters. So I grew it back for her. So I said, it's better that I can just. But I got to comb it because there's stuff, you know. Oh yeah, it, it collects everything. Back. Yeah, you know, you're you're driving out on the road. You get the window down. God knows what's going to want. There's a beer can in there. For and especially in Memphis, there's all kinds of stuff lying around. You got a tumble right weave in now. there. Yeah. Yeah. We found a bag of Doritos in there the other day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hemi Hell, everybody got fed, you know. It's Johnny Riley and hired guns here in the studio. Johnny, uh, I, I think we need to like either burn a novena or get the quidendettas in here and, uh, you know, uh, light a candle for you, buddy. Uh, cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, you know, we, we, we've been talking a little bit about the hoodoo and the voodoo and all that other stuff. Well, and, you, know, and, you know, me and Mark was talking about a while ago. We was talking about... Uh, you have a lot of kids that like to imitate their heroes. Yeah. You know, I remember Stevie Ray Vaughan, when he came back, he put it back on the map because, you know. Well, that's a Texas said, boy right there. I mean, that's. Man, he, uh, he was something. Him and his brother. I he mean, was Jimmy. A real deal. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's a real deal. Mm-hmm. And and you see people, you know, see a 13-year-old kid that comes in and plays just like Stevie Ray, and sometimes they're better than Stevie Ray, and they go, oh, man, he's an awesome bluesman. I'm like, no, he's playing bluesman. There's a difference. Yeah. Oh, yes. There, yeah. He has to come. There has to come to a point in his life where he has to be him and put out what he's putting out. Yeah. Or he's just gonna be a parrot. Yeah. So he's just parroting BB exactly. King or he's parroting Stevie Ray Vaughan, and you can't teach. When Stevie, when Stevie, when Stevie, when Stevie is, Ray passed away, I was I was at another radio station when that happened, <laughs> and there was this kind of a it's a sick joke, but it was how many? How I know many, I liked you for a reason. I know. How many guitar players does it take to imitate Stevie Ray Vaughan? And the answer was all of them. Yes, because there was a there was that stretch there for that for that moment from from his death yeah. up for like three or four years. There was every six string guitar slinger out there that goes, "Oh, here we go!" And they're playing the heavy gauge strings, and they go, "Here we go!" And it's, and it's like, no, "Stop it!" You know, the deal is, is he did it, and you could feel it, but that was his thing. So you got to find your own thing to do. Yeah, you got to you got to forge your own path. You got to give me something I haven't heard before. Well, and as a radio guy, that's what I look for. Well, I have to have something I haven't heard before. It's all about. I, I, was it was it Kenny Wayne? Or yeah, Kenny was Wayne it Johnny Shepherd? Lang that got that? Title? Both of them. Yeah, both, both of them. Yeah, and it's like, come on, you know, knock it off. The deal is, is you got to feel it. And I tell people I'm the real deal. I said, what do you mean? I said, man, you got to go. In order to play, I don't care if it's country music or whatever, in order to sing songs like that or sing about something, you've got to go through something, whether it's good stuff or bad stuff. In the blues, man, it takes a lot of... Because you write from the heart. I I do write. I write from what I've experienced, what I've done. You know, I wrote a song, uh, it was a country song years ago called Drunk and Stoned, and... and, uh, my son had heard it, and he goes, "Man, it's kind of you know, it's kind of old-fashioned or whatever." And the producer said, "I pray that you never have to go through something like that to write a song like that and to feel that because I have felt pain and loss and you name it, and it's kind of like you take all that bad stuff and turn it into good stuff, and you put it through your guitar and your writing, and that's how you release it." But that's what an artist does. That well, that's what they pose. That's what I think they do. No, I think I think any artist, whether you're a musician, whether you're a sculptor, a painter, well, I can make up right. stupid yeah. lyrics. You know, I can well, make up yeah. stupid. All oh, this rhymes. Here's the checklist. But, you know, the 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 cooler full of fun. The you know the 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 dirt road, the truck, and all that shit that goes with it. Dude, I'll be honest with you. You're talking my language, and if I hear another song about a dirt road or riding down back uh, roads, yeah. I'm like, this is a hey. Let's give us a theme. Back roads and green tractors and horse shit, and it, that's what exactly what it is. It's not real. Yeah, and that's what and Nashville's turned shit. into. It's this punch clock crap that's out there, and it's like, all right, hit it's the checklist. Whatever will sell, but when you get oh. people like, there's a there's and a it kid. sells. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, Garth Brooks. No, Sturt. There's a kid. There's that's a guy son named, of a bitch. There's a guy named. He Sturt. killed country. That son of a bitch. I kill him right now. I'm gonna tell you, there's a guy named Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, that is a real deal, and there's another one. Uh, that my son told me about, and I listened to him, and he just got signed. And I don't even know what you call his music, but it's so real. Um, he's country? T- 
Tyler Childers. Tyler, Tyler Childers. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, they'll figure it. I out. don't know if they call it country or whatever. Um, he's got a song. Uh, yeah, it's his name, Tyler Childers, White Line. But I listened to some of the stuff. Um, um, he's got a song called "Keep Your Nose to the Grindstone and Out of the Pills." Yeah. And he's singing about where he's from. He's from West Virginia, and his dad, you know. Uh, if you listen to, I'm a lyric guy. I'm listening to what he's saying, but you can feel the lyrics. And you said that dude has been through some stuff. That guy is real. Yeah, because you can feel difference. it. You can feel it. You yeah. can feel it. It's like you know George Jones when George would sing a oh, song. Oh God, the possum. Mm. Oh, Jesus. the possum was great, man. You could hear him, and he was the real deal. You he know, stopped I, loving her today. Please. Well, see, he, you know that he actually. That a lot of people don't know this. That, that, that George Jones, when they wanted him to do that, he said. Who would want to do that morbid son of a bitch? He said nobody will buy that, but that put him back on the back on the that map. Was a and huge he did it. hit for him. Yeah, it was a big hit, and he didn't want to do it, but it was a great hit. But George had a way because of what he'd been through to put emotions into songs. And to me, singers and songwriters are act, even if they've never been through, they got to be able to put something into it. But I think it helps to have the well, and you, the you hell know, kicked out of you a little bit, so you can well, sure, realize you, you go back into like you know Farron Young. You know, oh boy, you're getting back there, dude. Hello, walls. You know, the stuff that Willie had pulled from in his early days, you know, all of that stuff was so real and very blues. Very blues. You can hear blues in, 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 in Willie Nelson's playing. Oh, yeah. You can hear it everywhere. Blues is, I think blues is a lot of it because it's just like raw emotion. So when I was talking about the kids while ago doing that, they, it's good they're doing that, but there comes a time when. It's kind of like me putting on a, you know, say, I'm going to go play Cowboys and Indians running around like an Indian in the yard. Well, everybody knows I'm Irish and Cajun. I'm not a damn Indian. <laughs> you know, I'm running around with damn feathers on my head calling myself an Indian. Well, I have no idea. I mean, we, I grew up down from the reservation in Texas, Alabama, Cushada. You know, everybody thinks they live in teepees, and, and those guys yeah. actually live in cabins. So it's you got the stereotype or whatever, and even the bluesmen, let's put on dark glasses or let's... Well, there's still people think that we run around here in Tennessee barefooted. I mean, come on, you know. Well, we don't. They do. They do. It's like, <laughs> y'all ain't got no teeth, and y'all marry your cousins. And... Oh, that's, our, oh, that's, that's Arkansas. Right. That's, that's, right. that's Arkansas. Ball hey, Angela. Oh. Angela Garacia is here. She's the president of the uh, the uh, Memphis Blues Society. Yes, ma'am, it has. Yay. It's been a long time. Can been groped up by the uh, by the president. Come on, honey. Come on here, girl. Come on, on have a seat. Uh, on that, um, I want to hear a song from you, but I, I want to hear something. Uh, I don't do this often with with artists, but I want to hear something that really that really punches you in the gut. What's a song that really that that you've written that you've done that that gets you? Well, let me think. Because I know I know of your inspirations. I know of you know your 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 Texas roots, your your Louisiana roots. There's a little bit of that 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 northern Texas, that Oklahoma draw that's in there. And there's a, there's a, there's you draw from so many wells. And I want to hear something that you've written something that's deep. A, that's that's you. Apparently, I mean, is what he's yeah. saying. I know what he's saying. I'm trying to think. There's a lot of stuff, man. I did country stuff because I know a lot of your stuff is, but uh, I know there's some stuff that just reaches you when you when you've laid it down, you've written it, you've recorded. But it's it. not the showstopper, so don't go there. Yeah, don't go. To, don't do the showstopper because we're not there yet. Yeah, we got it. Um. Let me see. Let me pull one out of my and hat. It doesn't have to be blues. I mean, you know. Mmm. This is your time, brother. Mm. 
By the way, he's playing the Killer Bee, the uh, the Radio Memphis Killer Bee. I love this guitar. I don't know who made this guitar, but I'm it's Kevin right. Butts. Uh, yeah, you've got the right. It looks like the Radio and Memphis logo on the it's on the guitar. It is. Awesome yeah, guitar. It's, a, it's a custom made guitar for Radio Memphis, and I'll I'll, I'll hook you Let's up. With do, it. She don't call me baby anymore because it actually I that that one would punch me. I've got some stuff. I'll do a song later called No Letter Blues. I kind of make fun of it, but it was actually written because it really happened to me. So. So the one you're doing now is. I, actually, I just wrote this when it kind of come around. It really kind of gets me because I understand where it comes from. And, uh, um, and uh, we're, actually, we are doing a lot with the song. This song I'm going to play right now, we're donating uh, all the proceeds. That, uh, we make money off of it. It goes to Illinois Joining Forces to help veterans and PTSDs and all that good stuff. So. Where can they get that song? Well, we have not recorded it yet. So, oh, well, uh, shit. We're going to record it. <laughs> And then you'll give the proceeds. Yeah. And then we're going to do that. And I, I think got we're going to be in, Jimmy knows, we're going to be in Chicago, I think, on uh, July the 12th. We're going to be doing some stuff up there with Good. him. Good. Um, Is this the first time you played it on the air? I played it one time. I've, I've had several. See, what's weird about me is I'll write I'll do, I'll do write a song, then I'll do a country version, a blues version, a rock version, and I'll do. The only thing I don't do is rap because my hypocrisy only goes so far. Thank you. I don't do rap because I'm not any good at it. And I just think, hey, you know. Oh, a little practice should be right there. Spend some time here in Memphis and get that aggressive, you know. Well, I mean, I can be aggressive, but I was like, hey, how many more songs are we going to write about bitches and hoes? Okay, great. Drugs and bitches and more hoes. I'm like, okay, I'm bored. I'm bored, so. Like, write, write about something cool, huh?
Some soldiers and stuff go through. I mean, I wrote songs. We do a song that, that, that it's, I guess you would call it the traditional blues, but it's called, and I'll tell you the story of it if you want to hear it. Yeah, tell, um, the, tell the story and play the song. That was probably about 18, 19 years old, and, and um, um, I was with a young lady at the time, and I got As back. As you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, one day all my stuff was packed in a trash bag with my guitar. And yeah. I ended oh, up. Oh no! Yeah, it was. It, it actually, in reality, she did actually write a note. But uh, I'm like, man, she didn't give me a digital letter or anything. I just come home and like all my stuff is packed up, and I got a guitar, and I had to. I was in somewhere in Livingston, Texas, and a guy named Bronco Wagner, God rest his soul, a friend of mine, saw me walking, and picked me up. And at the time, uh, I was totally crushed, like totally crushed, like. Oh, you're you're 18. Go, you you barely know dude, where, where I, your I ass like, is. I you was, know, yeah. I, dude, that was like the worst thing ever happened to me. And I was crushed and I was crying and all this stuff was happening. And I had my guitar and we're going. To Bronco picked me up and goes, "Don't go get don't don't do anything stupid and all this kind of stuff." So I ended up. <laughs> I felt like a failure, dude. So you did something stupid. No, I didn't. Yeah. I actually went to my mother's and my dad's, and I, I stared at the wall for three days and cried and and uh, thought I was gonna like lose. You had to it. get over it, yeah. Well, I did get over it. What I did was I started writing. I wrote a song called "Drunken Stone." I wrote some different stuff. I wrote "No Letter Blues," and at the time, I wrote these songs. Um, uh, they were kind of they were really heartfelt. And so what I do is I tell people now, I'm like, I sure I'm glad she left me because that old gal made me a lot of money. So, because if she wouldn't have left at the time, I thought it was bad. But man, I mean, she wouldn't have left. And I won't say her name on the air, but if she wouldn't have left, woo, Maybe I wouldn't you... have Macy, Gavin, uh, Jace, or Olivia, my yeah, grandchildren. I wouldn't yeah. be married to my wife now for 35 years since, 19, I think, it's 80, 1985, 86, somewhere in there. Oh, Congratulations, you wouldn't have. You yeah. wouldn't have stayed with that chick. Well, I didn't know. You know, at the time, we were supposed to be, like, in, you know, like, really. Well, yeah, when you're that young, the whole world is right there at your fingertips. Oh, and you think, oh, this is it. This is all it. My life's yeah. over. But, and, but I told them, you know, later on, I wrote country songs, and I, I, I took all that. I learned how to feed on misery. If you, if you get what I'm saying, so instead yes, of me going off yes. and like abusing my body with things, what I did was I started writing music and I wrote songs, and, and that's how people felt. They go, "Man, I had guys start crying when I said." That's you how you it. get it out. Well, you got to get I it do. out. It's kind of like if you, you keep it all in, it's like a sore. Right. It's going to fester mm-hmm. and kill you. So what I did, I started putting it on paper. So, so what? What do you mean, no letter? What's no letter? In other words, you know, well now the kids like they'll text each other or they send an email. Mm-hmm. I'm done. A dear John letter. You know, when my wife used to send uh, me letters you, overseas. Fuck you. I'm out. You know. <laughs> Cheryl Renee, if you're listening, I love you. She used to send me letters overseas, and she'd write me love letters. Well, on the back, you put the lipstick smack seal mm-hmm. with a kiss, swack, mm-hmm. you know. 
and she would send the me a little this. perfume in the on the letter. Actually, yeah, oh, they, yeah, they got an icon for that. Let now. me tell you something for on the perfume and stuff. Where I come from in Texas, they call it foo foo water. Yeah, I had a dude. I had a dude goes. <laughs> I haven't heard that in years. That's I so played Clum One Nineteen in Jackson, and I said that, and the guy goes. What the hell is a foo foo? I, I start laughing. I'm like, it's cologne, dude. It's just like cologne. But I would say, hey, man. And the southern guys knew what it was. And I said, man, she put some foo foo water on those. It's this. It smells good. Goes, oh, Lord. Let me smell your letters. I'm like, dude, you get your ass. You ain't going to smell my letters. Smell the shit. Get out of here. My foo foo be smelling good. Because, dude, if you over the desert. Oh, she loves you, right? And you living with a squad of these stinky guys all around all the time. You don't think he will? But you smell perfume, and oh, boy, yeah. I'm telling you, it puts you right there. It puts you in the mood. I'm like, damn, I need to go home. I'm ready to go home. So we laugh about that. But this other one, I say, she didn't write me a letter. She didn't write me a note. She just kicked my ass out, and it was gone and whatever. So I wrote a song called No Letter Blues. And uh, I just wrote it down. And now I kind of laugh about it. But at the time, dude, it was really <laughs> it was really like, oh, my God, you know. No letter, no foo-foo, no nothing. No, no. She she. she she kicked my foo-foo ass out. <laughs> my foo-foo, I was gone. I was gone. Well, play it, my friend. Play it. It's a kid
Giblets, man. Dang. Mm. Yeah. That's where it's at. Woo, that was almost a show shopper. Show, show shopper. Show shopper? You know, in Mississippi, a, they say different like show shopper, Rick. They don't make hamburgers in Mississippi. They build them. I heard a guy go, man, they build a good burger down <laughs> there. Be, I'm like, that's what they do. You're so right. Like, Damn, y'all serious, ain't you? Say, hey, build a good burger. Yeah, they like, build a good burger, didn't they? Yeah, I've been down there. Or yeah. built a good tater salad. Yes, uh, they, they do. They build a good tater salad. I'm like, you've been going to the Baptist church, haven't you? Tater tots. I love tater tot casserole. I know. I don't know if that makes me white trash because I like tater tot casserole. I'm making damn good tater tot casserole. You know when you've been on the road long enough when the tater tot casserole is calling your name in the middle of the night. I tell you. Let that. me tell you something, dude. We 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 went by a place. Of the, I think today or yesterday, Jimmy looked and he goes, "Man, if y'all want some good gas station chicken, when you stop now, musicians know <laughs> what gas station yes, chicken is." Yes, yes. He said, "Man, that sounds like a song." I'm like, "Dude, we need to do an instrumental and just title it Gas Station Chicken because." We had some, and the chicken was okay, but, man, them sides was funky looking. They had some crusty-ass macaroni and cheese up in there. It looked like somebody did something to it. And then they had potatoes and then some gravy. Got, and the you gravy. those long potato wedges. What are they called? Well, they're potato logs. Tater logs. Tater logs. Tater logs. But they had a pot of gravy, and that gravy that had been there so long, got a film of it looked like a burn victim. That was all in there. I was like... <laughs> Looking at that, and they go, you want some sides? I'm like, hell no, I don't want no sides. I'll just take the chicken and give me some french fries, and I'll leave. I'm like, I don't want. Some of them ketchup packets. Actually, we did. I said, the first Popeyes y'all see, go through. We got to have some coleslaw. You know, know, Popeyes coleslaw is a shit. It is is good, dude. It's good. I think you can look at me and know that I know something about some Popeyes and some Popeyes. I I don't know. I'm talking about I don't like too many people's slaw. Let me tell you something. A lot of people say, I actually have. I've lost like 100 pounds, and this is the true. And I told my wife, I said, do you know how fat you have to be to lose 100 pounds and no one notice? <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, they go, oh, you're not fat, you're big boned. And I'm like, that's not a bone. That's a belly. I didn't know bones grew in the shape of beach balls. That's and a grocery up. tumor. Yeah, that's what that is. I mean, is. come on, really? Yeah. Come on. I mean, you know. It's like, take your shirt off. I'm like, no, it's like a gorilla with titties. I can't do that. I don't want to scare children. It's like, you know, it's okay. 
It's kind of like some things people shouldn't wear. Like you see yeah, these fat guys wearing speedos. I'm like, put your damn clothes. Ain't nobody want to see all I that. I thought I was going to feel bad going to the beach. Oh, no. I look like Raquel Welch out there compared to those people. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. I'm telling you. I seen old boy the other day. He had a belly button a dog could drink water out of. I mean, it was nasty. And he didn't give a damn. He was walking around like, I don't want to take my grandbabies out there with his bad ass out there walking Oh, my God. You fill it full of salt and dip your pickles into it and then do the dishes at the end of the night. That's what that is. Uh, that is. You know what? Used to, oh they go, man, the road must be so glamorous. I said, yeah. I'll be honest with you, dude. We travel with this guy. We can play a 90 minute show, just balls of the wall, just play hard. I try to leave everything. I mean, I'll leave it out. I played Artesian in Mexico a couple of years back, and I opened for Lynn Anderson, God rest her soul. And she's a great lady, and opened, and we went out, we had 90 minutes, and it was hotter than. I mean, oh, big dude, time, was yeah. Bad. We was on a Budweiser stage, but they had a thing over us, and I was a lot heavier than I was. I was out there, and you know, there ain't no sense. I kind of stand around and do my thing, but there ain't no sense a big dude like me trying to dance because if I get to going forward, I'm gonna tear something up. So, but I was out there and literally almost had a heat stroke. They had, they uh-huh. actually took me to the tent. I was like dead. I was just, I tried to leave it all out there, uh, but afterwards. People go, man, do you party? Do you do this? I'm like, you want, you want to? I can lie to you, but I'll be honest with you. I go back to the hotel room if we got one, and I take a shower and play Candy Crush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I play Candy and Crush. And drink lots of water. Lots well, of dude, water. Dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm a total. They go, man, you're so cool. I'm like, I, I guess I'm a total. What they used to call, we call it a square. I'm a total square. I like watching Anthony Bourdain. Uh, and, uh-huh. and, uh, I hear you, brother. <laughs> I like to watch that, and I quit watching the news because I just yell. Yeah, and my grandkids go, "Why are you yelling, Papa?" I'm like, "I ain't well, you know, going off." So I don't watch that anymore either. I don't know where the hell this interview just went. But that's okay, <laughs> but it's fine. That's the Royal Blues Band at Radio Memphis. Jack Rowell Jr. and the boys with their jam that they have uh, the uh, third Tuesday of every month, depending on uh, how it falls over at uh, <laughs> exactly. over at Lafayette. I was over there the other Monday for that one. And, uh, Did you have a good time with us? Yeah, I had a great yeah. time. Uh, yeah, there was God, there were guys come out of the woodwork for that show. It's fantastic. It's a good, uh, it's a good it's venue. A, the sound's a, wonderful there. It's it's wonderful. Really Keith is. Lyle is running the board over there, and yeah. uh, oh, it's 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 a big fat sound. It's 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 a lot of fun. So yeah, good time. Yeah, I like yeah. your cardinal. Oh, thank you. I'm looking at your cardinal. Oh yeah, yeah, the Memphis Redbirds. Yeah, unfortunately, getting wh- they're getting whipped up by the uh, San Antonio Missions right now. Well, no one's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Mark Caldwell from the Memphis Blues Society is here. with our, 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 this point of the show, we uh, we, we touch him with these guys. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Rick. Yeah, absolutely. What's going on? Um, uh, Johnny, uh, thank you so much for coming tonight, man. Dude, man, thank you for having me, dude. Oh, it's a thrill to have you here. We appreciate you doing it. I'm looking forward to this. Very good. We thank Jimmy. Jimmy's the one who hooked this yeah, all up. Everybody, know. everybody, thank you so much for coming. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go over the uh, kind of sel- uh, select highlights for the gig and event calendar for the Memphis Blues Society. Yeah. For Sunday, May 26th. Uh, week of Sunday, May 26th, I mean. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, May 28th, um, Doc Fang is in the Remedy. They're at B.B. King's Blues Club. Wednesday, May 29th, uh, Eric Hughes Band. They're at Rumbuggy Cafe. They're there every Wednesday and Thursday, by the way. Uh, this is kind of cool. Um, over in West Memphis, every Thursday, they've been doing um, Blues Off-Broadway. Um, Elmo in the Shades is playing this Thursday <laughs> with Marquee Knox. Elmo is awesome. Yeah. That's a hell of a band, too. And that's a who's They're who is what that yeah. is. Yeah. 
Uh, this is this Thursday, May 35 to 8 o'clock. It's free, and it's over at West Memphis. Uh, it's called Blues Off Broadway. This is over at 212 West Polk Street in West Memphis. Food mm-hmm. trucks, drinks, and more. So good time. Oh, big time. And this yeah. is just through May, but every Thursday in May, they have been doing this over there. So it's yeah. a lot of good good blues. Good blues. Um, Thursday, May 30th, uh, 8 p.m., Eric Hughes Band there at Rumbuggy Cafe. Uh, the, I always look forward to this. The Memphis Italian Fest starts this Thursday. The Ghost Town Blues Band. <laughs> I was over by Marquette Park yeah. today, and they've already fenced Man, it off. It's, and they, oh, it's I drive be by wild. there every day, kind of seeing it come to. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm happy. They're really getting some good, some great music. Who's playing time. it this year? Um, okay, again on uh, Thursday. Not us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next year, Johnny. Next year, buddy. Shameless plug. Yeah, this Thursday, May 30th, 9 to 10 30, Ghost Town Blues Band. Oh, really? Memphis Time yeah, Fest. Yeah, them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then at the Shell that night, North Mississippi All-Stars. This is going to be cool. Really? Levitt Shell, this yeah. is the kickoff for the Levitt Shell season, North Mississippi All-Stars. This is this Thursday, May 30th, free, 7.30 p.m., Levitt Shell and Overton wow, Park. free show, yeah. Uh, Friday, Friday, May 31st, uh, Zeke Johnson, he does his regular monthly show over at Java Cabana, uh, 7.30 to 9.30. Uh, you've got to see Zeke if you've not seen him. Uh, Best coconut Zeke milkshake on the planet. I know. You are right, Rick. You are right. Have you had it? Have you had it? Oh, yes, my God. You are right. It is it's incredible. It's pretty amazing. It's like it, the coffee's great, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you go get the big one and oh, oh, that's custom made. Oh, girl. Really? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't fuck around. It's. It's a real coconut milkshake. Yeah. Good stuff. Though. It good is good. Stuff. Yeah. And the, and then you get Zeke. Yeah. You got Zeke to go along yeah. with it. You, what can ask? What more can you ask for on a Friday night? You that's know? that's perfect. <laughs> it's a nice quiet evening with Zeke, and you'll learn something. Yeah. This is seven thirty to nine thirty over Java Command over Cooper Young this yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, then back to the Italian Fest. Trouble no more. 7.45 to 9 p.m. at uh, Memphis Time oh, Fest. Robert Allen Parker. Robert yeah. Allen Parker, a uh, good friend of the, of the uh, station. Landon some Almond Brothers. Yeah. Hey, Evan Leake is a buddy of mine. He actually yeah. played on that album there, Crossroads of My Life. Evan Leake, give a yeah. shout-out to him, Blast yeah. Your Boys, Barry, oh, all those guys. Yeah, oh, it's good, yeah, it's good stuff. Was a great man, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there, Trouble No More, Friday, May 31st, 7.45 to 9 o'clock at Memphis Time Fest. Uh, also Friday night, May 31st, 8, 8 o'clock, Eric Hughes Band, they're at King's Palace Cafe. Yeah. Um, now, after Trouble No More, Hope Claiborne and Soul Scrimmage at Memphis Time Fest. They oh, are on at 9.30 to 11. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go see Trouble No More and Hope Claiborne. Uh, you, it's, you can't do better than this. this Hope is, great. is wonderful, yeah. No, th- she is wonderful. So anyway, Hope comes on from 9.30 to 11 o'clock. Now we're going into June. Um, we've got... Um, the main thing I did want to mention, um, Jackie Flora, you know, she is, uh, they had scheduled Saturday, January 1st, over at Texas Roadhouse to do a grand opening. Right. That, I, yeah, I talked about that last week. That The one, old again, mug spot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, they have moved this now. It, it is not on Saturday, uh, June 1st. It's going to go to Saturday, June 15th. So just everyone kind of keep that in mind. It's going oh, to be a, a fun time. a couple weeks later, yeah. It's going to yeah. be a fun time, and I'll have more information for that. So, yeah. But anyway, kind of uh, put that on your calendar. It's moved from June 1st to June 15th. Um, also, uh, Saturday, uh, June 1st, uh, Taylor May Blues Band, I'll mention this, Mick Colossa, they're playing down at Darwin's in Atlanta, if you're down in Atlanta that weekend. Um, 
this is why I'm looking really look forward to this. Next Sunday, uh, June 1st, I'm sorry, June 2nd, we're going to be over at Neal's. Uh, it's called Jamming for the Pets. The Memphis Blue Society is sponsoring this. I'm getting a, a lot, lot of cool of feedback have, about this. Yeah, I have I'm, too. I'm loving this. This is great. This is awesome. Yeah, and I, I, we have four rescues of our own at home. So yeah, I, my I, wife great. is like, I, I brought a, a copy of the flyer home, and she goes, I think we're, we're probably going to get a dog. <laughs> That's <laughs> so awesome, already, dude. I love dogs. I got two at home. Well, this this is well, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is called jamming for the pets. Uh, Brad Webman friend. It's basically a blues jam or a jam. Sure. To, it's all to raise money for save one pet, and they're down in Hernando, Mississippi. Um, Neil's been wonderful. There's a patio at Neil's, and they're going to have pets up, adoptable pets. You can take one for the home. whole thing. You can take them home. So yeah, you can go over there and so, go find. We go. Oh, this this son of a bitch going yeah, home with me. Yeah, exactly. Hey, this little best is going to shit on my rug. He's coming home with me. <laughs> you know, she's thinking that. You can take him home. He's going to shit on your couch. That's, that's what gonna he's going to do. Awesome. You'll be all set. Or in the middle awesome. of your bed. Yeah, exactly. Oh yes. Yeah. Actually, oh, yes. I got a story about that. Yeah. Yeah, they get up in they get up in your business, but yeah, this is this is really really cool. Yeah, this is three to seven o'clock next Sunday, June seventh. I'm sorry, June second. Old and, man friendly. Yeah. Um, they're asking for a minimum $10 contribution at the door. Sure. Everything goes to save one pet. Everything goes to save one pet. Um, there'll be tip buckets uh, passing around. We've got Memphis Blue Society volunteers helping silent auction. Mm. And I will mention, if you have anything that you would like to donate for the silent auction, we are still collecting items for that. So um, if you have an interest to donate something, uh, Please contact me. Um, you can contact me on Facebook Messenger. It's Mark Mental Initial E Caldwell, or the uh, email address is Memphis Blue Society Membership at gmail.com. If you go to the website, the uh, Save the Number One Pet, Save mm-hmm. One Pet. Dot org. You can see what some of the dogs are going to yeah, be around. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, they do have a website, and you can see all the pets that they have. Um, they got some cats. They got some dogs. This is a great organization. Hell, I think there's maybe a monkey in there. I, and there I, may be. Uh, there who may knows? Be, I, yeah. I, I know they were getting my son a lot of volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Down boy. <laughs> exactly, man. Oh, oh, oh. Quit humping my um, leg. But, yeah, please come out. And if you're a – this is an open jam. I mean, basically all – the whole four hours, three to seven o'clock, is an open oh. jam. Uh, Brad Webb and friends will play for probably about three to three forty-five, something like that. Yeah, and then they'll start the jam. So after that, till bring uh, your guitar, bring your bass, please, bring your sticks, anything. Yeah, please Brad, come Brad, and be a part of playing rascal, man. Yeah, please yeah, bring come. Bring your harp. Yeah, exactly. No, it all works. It all yeah. works. So yeah. please be a part of that. So um, anyway, that's that's the main thing I wanted to mention is I'm, we're really looking forward to that benefit. next Sunday, right? Yeah, it's a week from today. Yeah. So yeah. so please come out, all you pet friendly people, jammers. Go, go hungry because uh, Neil will uh, feed you, you. Good food, drink. You can't do better. Can't do. You had me at hungry. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Oh, exactly. His pizza is the. They shit. do a good job. Really? Oh, they yeah. do. Very good. Yeah, there's, there's a meet and three happening over What's there. What's it called? What's it Neil's. Place? Neil's Music Room there. Well, the Fat Man Rocks. Exactly. 5727 Quince Road. Yeah, 5727 Quince. Don't they have bands that play in Neil's? Yes. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, year. Yeah, I think me and Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you're in town, you need to play, we'll, we'll book you into Neil's. You, you know, we, 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 we played, I think I played with Evan and Walter Polk and some guys down there and played at Neil's one time. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably at the Midtown location if it was a few It years was ago. in the middle of Memphis somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that was, was. Mid, the Midtown location. Yeah, I didn't know they had two of the reload versions. Yeah, well, well, they had to relocate because of a fire as long as Yeah, yeah. Walter, by the way, he's the drummer for Trouble No More. So. Oh, yeah, Walter's a great guy, man. He that is guy's, wonderful. He's solid, man. He's yeah. a good dude. He really is. So, yeah. 
Um, I did want to mention uh, next week is Bluff City Backsliders. I'm really looking forward to the show. These guys are fun. They are. This is um, a great what show. What are they called? Bluff, Bluff City Backsliders. Bluff City Backsliders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they Bluff get City into... Are you familiar with hokum music? Mm-hmm. The hokum blues from the 20s and the 30s? Yep. These guys recreate that, plus they add some new stuff. It's uh, they are. It's a cool sound. It really is. Mandolins, banjos, acoustic guitars. Actually, a lot of people know this about blues, but if you look back, they were playing blues on mandolins and fiddles and all this stuff well, back yeah. in the day. They do that in yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. cool stuff. It's man. it's kind of like you know, almost jug, but close. You know. Oh, it'll be oh, fun. All this yeah, they are yeah, having... Come back, ne- come back next week. Yeah. yeah, you need to. You really should come back next Sunday, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys going to fly <laughs> me in? I'll be in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work out a deal with Southwest and see what we can pull together. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Say, hey, they're going to fly me down there to be on the radio show. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anybody from Southwest would like to advertise on this radio station, we'll hook you up. Yeah, go ahead. No problem, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just write the check. Yes, exactly. Um... Anyway, that's going to be a fun show. Yeah. Um, they are doing their anniversary show at the Levitt Shell on two Sundays. So, oh, yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't know that date. That's not right. Um, anyway, in two weeks, they'll be at the Shell. Uh, they're doing an anniversary show. And uh, I, I need to talk to – I hope that they have the record available for us next week. Yeah. They're working on a new record. So Ooh, fun. I hope, I hope they have it by next Sunday. So. If not, we'll do some something oh, here. Oh, they're always great to have it. Oh, it's, so, it's great entertainment. Know. It'll be a fun night. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, get, you can go to MemphisBlueSociety.com. Um, mm-hmm. Just some of the stuff I've mentioned tonight is just a portion of the gig and event calendar. Go to the website, MemphisBlueSociety.com. I've got a button up on the top of the page. You can click on that. Uh, all of the information for all the Memphis Blue Society bands that have given us their schedule is there. So sure. you know, check that out. Also, if you want to volunteer, uh, be a part of the Memphis Blue Society, go to our website. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, go be a it's volunteer. A cool it's, it's a yeah, great time. It's a cool time. It's, it's a great really thing. Is, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, lastly, uh, we've got some very cool stuff going on here, Rick. So I just want to turn it over to Angela. Angela Garashi is here, the president of the Memphis Blues yeah, Society. Thank you, Angela. Thank you for coming. Hi, Angela. Thank you for coming down. You're welcome. It's Loved it. Love you. Johnny Riley. So, so Mr. Willie Hall's in the house. Thank you. Uh, Rick, I have a question. Yes, How ma'am. did you become interested in the blues? How did I become interested in the blues? Um, oh my God! Um, probably from listening to so m- so much of it, um, you know, over the years, you know, from from every every. Uh, uh, I, 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 oh God! I, grow, growing up in Texas, there was uh, there was Stevie Ray Vaughan that was part of that whole thing. Uh, Jimmy Vaughan, there was, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, and then coming to Memphis when. When uh, uh, when Radio Memphis uh, happened, uh, the first thing I wanted to do was was create a blues show because this is what it, this is what it was all about. And the more that we built the library, the more that I fell in love with it. Yeah, great. Does that help? Does it answer your question? That it does. Yeah. Uh, so you basically got bit by the bug in Texas, the same as I did. So we have that in common. But what I'd really like to say is we recognize your love and support of the blues. So we have an award for you tonight. What? Yes. What? what do you want? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for God's it's sake. A, um, a surprise. It's appreciation for all you do for Memphis Blues Society and the city of Memphis regarding the blues. Oh, for the love of um, God. Thank you so I very much. I see you at concerts all over town. It's like you're everywhere. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. At the same time. 
Oh my God! What is I think what? you have four or five clones because I see you everywhere. Well, no, it's no, it's no, it's just little old me. But Your oh my God! Thank you. Yeah, it, it's R I C. It is. It's spelled correctly. No, it's wonderful. It's this is like the, this is awesome. Thank you so very much. No, we I wanted to show our appreciation for all you do. Oh, thank you guys. No, this is this is so special. Um, thank you. Uh, you know, as as I'd mentioned, when when Radio Memphis went on the air, which was July first of twenty eleven, we're about to celebrate our eighth birthday. I I had felt at that time because we focused everything on Memphis and Mid South music, and and. Within a year, I wanted to have a blues show that really focused on what was this is the this is the birth of the blues. This is where it happened, and over over that time, meeting Mark Caldwell and yourself and Willie Hall, who's been so close to the, his, his family to us, um, we we wanted to have a platform for everyone that that performed, and and we have been so fortunate over this time to bring in. Uh, thanks to Mark, um, the, the 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 veterans from Stax and you know uh, record labels that have come and gone in studios that have come and gone over the time, and uh, to give them a place to come and and talk and to play, and we that's that's something that I'll never want to want to let go. And and this was not done for my you know for my benefit. It was done for. Be- because there are people out there that are listening all over the world that that um, that love this music and that appreciate what we do, and and I, I can't thank you enough for this. This is this is this is wonderful. Thank you. You're you welcome. Um, I think you do a wonderful job representing Memphis in all genres. So, and you're always out supporting the bands in person as well as having a place for them to come on the radio. So that's. That's what it's all about. Well, thank you, thank, thank you so much, you. Angela. You know, and and what you guys are done over over the years with the Memphis Blues Society is is mighty special. And I know there's a there's a history to it. And you know, you know, we just keep the fire going. That's just, that's just what we do. Maybe Mark can hold yeah. it up so everybody can see it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 beautiful. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, you have to. Uh, it'll take it a moment, but uh, but thank you guys. No, I appreciate that. That's uh, you know I don't do it for awards. I don't do it for any other other thing. But my personal pleasure of the music, meeting guys like Johnny Riley is just uh, a, a small part of this. Um, you know, not to um, you know uh, diminish what you guys do, but it it makes my heart feel good to meet a fellow Texan who who performs and plays and uh, and and to be a part of this. Thank you, and. Uh, I love that the fact that you and I were born in the same year, and we share a lot of that same astrology. Oh yeah, and yeah. I get it, man. I, I, I I'm I, glad you. I'm glad somebody does. I do. What, I what do. year was that? 1966. Oh, I'm older than you. <laughs> hey, everybody! Angela's older than me. Look, four years. Stop it! Yeah. You don't look it. You don't look at it at all. Thank you, guys. That's that's uh, this is very touching. Um, I I appreciate this more than you guys will ever know. This is nice. Thank you. I don't know what else to say. Um, hey, Johnny. Yes, sir. 
I, I got time for a couple of tunes. I want you to sh- uh, save your show closer. Uh, give me one, and then and then we'll do the closer. Okay. What do you want to do? We do Coco Summer. This song was written by Kathy Ross and Jay Edwards in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And I heard this I heard this guy sing and couldn't believe it. He was awesome. And usually I do all my own music. I write all my own music. But on this What do you mean here, usually? Yeah, I usually do all my do all my because I like to do original music. But yeah. this was such a good song I was wanting to do this one. Yeah, absolutely. Said you'll never been a Coco Summer, babe. Said you'll never been a Coco Summer, baby. I said you'll never been a Coco Summer like the sun fell out of the sky. I've been looking for some sunshine. I've been praying for some heat. I've been looking for some daylight, baby. Only darkness falls on me. Cause ain't you left up in a cold, cold summer, baby Cause ain't you left up in a cold, cold summer, baby Cause ain't you left up in a cold, cold summer Like the sun fell out of the sky God knows it really feels like a winter, girl. Why'd you leave me here to freeze? Without you here to bring on a fever, everything gonna die around me. I swear I'd go down and deal with the devil, girl, just to feel the flames. I burned my old house to the level, need to feel a little fire and rain, 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 rain. Cause ain't you left up in a cold, cold summer, baby Cause ain't you left up in a cold, cold summer, baby Cause ain't you left up in a cold summer Like the sun fell out of the sky So you got me going out of my mind Come back, put your lips on mine Cause you the only one can kiss me right Well, I love the way it feels down on my neck Getting all tangled all up my bed, woman You leave me leaving in a dripping, sweating because now I think you left up in a cold, cold summer, baby I think you left up in a cold, cold summer, baby I think you left up in a cold, cold summer Like the sun fell out of the sky Like the sun fell out of the sky Like the sun fell out of the sky out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Johnny, I know you you, you played Memphis this weekend, and you're, you're, you're coming off the road for a little bit. Yes, sir. Uh, where are you going to be? Which, 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 do you have I'll your plans? I'll be in Texas a couple of weeks and then uh, back home for a minute, and then the guys are meeting up. Jimmy knows where all we're going to be. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to our heart player who's coming out with us, um, Michael Kilbane from Erie, Pennsylvania, who is a oh total, my. total yes. badass. I've heard heart. this name, yes. He's yeah. going yes. to blow you away. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's, Mike's yeah. different, man. Mike looks like a rock star. I wish I was that good-looking. Why good looking, did you bring but... him, damn it? Yeah, he's, he was he's, busy, apparently. You know the truth? He's watching my two German shepherds. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's baby. Oh, he's dog-sitting for Jimmy. The there you go. What? <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, the dogs come first. Sorry, his, pal. Mike's the kind of guy. He just didn't start playing. He'll sit and listen. And then when his time come, he just pulls stuff out of the air. It's just amazing. He's not just blowing on something. I mean, he really is good. So you're going to be hitting out on the road on that deal here pretty quick. We go back out on the 22nd uh, of June. We had a couple of Texas shows, and uh, we'll be uh, off to uh, Harlow's Casino the 5th and 6th of uh, July, and then the uh, Blues Museum. Then we're heading up to Chicago to do a uh, fundraiser for Illinois Joining Forces. Yeah. In Detroit, Cleveland, uh, we got a... A big show with the receivables minor league baseball team in August and stuff. So we'll be out for about a, two months in the next leg of it. Right on. Staying busy. Absolutely. No, no, you guys are doing it, you know, you know, working the grind. We visit a lot of veterans hospitals on the way, too. We do free shows for the veterans. Oh, God bless you. That's that's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, we, we did one up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, the nurses there were just like, they... It was important to band new that. Yeah, it gives them, them a little something to. Well, they to said have, that yeah. most of the people very seldom had things to be happy about, and they rarely smiled. And for 45 minutes, the, the people that were listening to us weren't in the hospital, so that yeah. was really cool. That's awesome. No, thank you guys for doing that. That's uh, oh, you know, yeah, and you as a veteran, uh, Johnny, I, I know that, that that touches you to go to go see those guys. Oh and, man, I love yeah. old folks, especially old veterans and stuff. And we had one guy; he liked us so much. I mean, the guy started crying; they had to take him out. I'm like, leave him alone, dude. It's cool, you know. Leave him alone. Let I, him I cry. Thought, yeah. I thought was the crying. music was, was too emotional. loud. The nurse says she goes, "No, oh, no, no." She goes, "Whatever was wrong with him, he couldn't show emotion unless he cried." So the more he that's cried, awesome the more he was though. Let him, it, you know, let him have it. He yeah. was bawling his head off. And we're like, ah, so I went like this, like, oh, it's too loud. He's like, no, that's how he's showing. See, that's the difference between religion and spirituality. Religion yeah. is a set of rules, but spirituality is when you yeah, take when care it, of folks and you just go do it, just to do it. Soul. And you know, you have a gift, my friend. Where absolutely, Johnny, you can take that finger and touch a heart and touch a soul, right. and and make that work. And and that is something you should never ever take lightly. It's gotta make you feel good. Touch well, I like back. making people. Touch laugh. I back, do. I've done comedy. I do something. I can make people laugh and and play and stuff. Oh, you're a showman. There's no doubt about it. Well, yeah. I, I, I kind of. My mother said, I, I don't remember this, my mom, when she was alive, said I used to love Flip Wilson. This is way back in the day, and I would do shows. <laughs> Flip Wilson. I remember I would that. Do yeah, shows, I remember Flip. I to be yeah. Flip Wilson. And up so, there with Soupy Sales, man. I, oh, that was a, well, I grew up yeah. in, that, in that era. Yeah. I, guess, Skelton, yeah. I wanted to do that. I would put on shows and do comedy acts, and I would do things and sing and dance, whatever. And and I was telling Jeremy, I said, guys that do what we do, if they're real, they don't fit in. I've never fit in anywhere. Uh, I've tried fitting in, so I finally just said, you "Why know, do was, you want to fit in, well, dude?" Well, it's because no. you want to be like part of it. It's when I was younger. Now it's like I was a kid. I always wanted to run away and join the circus, or I was a kid going, yeah. "Hey, what's over that next hill?" That was me. Yeah. Uh, I saw a bus pull out one night with a gospel group on it, and I said, "I want to do that." And uh, I told him, "I said it's weird because I don't know if I fit into the blues scene or I fit into the country scene. I don't know. I don't fit in in the church scene. I'm just kind of me." And so I decided to embrace what I am and started doing what I do, and that's that's sing and play and try to touch people and do good things. And yeah, I mean, people you know. are always going to want to put you in a box. Somehow. Well, they do. You know, I've had them say, "Well, you know, you know, we're not yeah. this, we're not that." But like, you can but crawl out of a box at any time. That's the yep. thing. You know, they they try, but I don't know. They say what it is. I started calling it outlaw country blues because if you say outlaw country, they say okay, but if you say blues. 
they think, oh, your mom didn't left and your dog died. And I'm like, you have no idea. And, and Chris Stapleton's basically called it that, but he's basically doing well, it. Well, that, that's the country blues aspect, you know. Yeah. you got to have it. mama and train and my dog died and all that. Oh, and that whole looking box stuff. You play it back, you know. <laughs> they yeah. all come back. Yeah, yeah. if you play it back, yeah. They do that. But, yeah, man, I appreciate it, brother. I know that everybody else does around here, but that's what we do. And I don't, I don't say it. I don't. It's not all about when I say money and stuff like that to go to play for these people because there's some things more alignment. Like when I said a while ago, I mean, I, do I want a bus? Yeah, dude, because I'm going to tell you something. When you get a bunch of guys that just ate Popeye's chicken and red beans going down the highway, hello, you know. That's yeah. all yeah. you need. Well, you, yeah, yeah, you need to. Well, there's that whole thing about. I do want it, but the deal is, is you can't. Like, how much is enough? You know, Nashville's just all about making the money and doing whatever. And like, well, it's it, just crap. There's there's that whole thing about making a living versus making a killing, and well, I have fun with what I'm doing. It's kind of yeah, people, and that's that's where it is. I, I really have a blast playing to people. I have a blast putting on a show. I have a blast doing what I do. You don't have to work a day in your life. Uh-uh. No, and that's you a know. good thing. And I'm basically retired. I told people I do this because I love it. I mean, I can go home and don't have to play music, not do anything. I mean. I'm retired, basically, and I, I don't have to, but I really love it, and I put my heart and soul into it because that's why I say I'm the real deal. I think, oh, really? I'm like, well, yeah. You're so, blessed. You're blessed. I mean, you can do what you want to do, So what's but like, you get to do what I love. your and what's spirit crazy and your soul what, tells you years, you I need would, to do. Or did, you, well, I fought it because the way I was raised, you, you raised in a Bible belt down in you know, certain parts of Texas and stuff. It's a, it's, <laughs> We're over here where the buckle is, just well, now, above look, the fly. Look, in the, in dude, the south, you, in dude. the, the south, big no. dick of Jesus is coming to get you. Yeah, that's right. Because because back in the day in the south, yeah, all everybody on Saturday night was yeah. spending their money in the juke joints, right. listening to the devil's music and gambling because. On Sunday, there was no music. There was no money left for church, so that's how it all came about. As Let's, this man will tell you that story. He well, knows it was, this. It was the devil's music because church and religion said it was the devil's music because they didn't. All have the money, money was gone. They well, didn't you didn't have put a cat in the biscuit. They you couldn't tie. So. All blues is is singing about real life stuff. You're just yeah. real life things that are happening. And that's what are happening to you, whatever. That's what it is. And Hank Williams, you know, he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. He's also in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, blues touches every. You can hear it. You can hear it. If you Irish music, if you listen to some Irish music, the music say, "Well, that's not blues." Listen to the lyrics that these people are saying. I mean, they had more fans. But, it, but and it's more not things. only about the lyrics, honey. It's about the moves. Look at Elvis shaking that leg. Yeah, oh, but Ray Charles always going to make it out wait, to be wait, wait. evil. Back up, back up the Bible truck. Ray Charles had taken. He took gospel music. He took gospel music. And he was adding rock and roll lyrics to it, and everybody went, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, what are they? What are they doing? What are they doing? Well, so Chuck it, Berry. it went, no, it Chuck went back Berry. and forth. Chuck Berry did it, and so did Jerry Lee Lewis. You can still hear because see, Jerry, I, I identify with Jerry Lee Lewis because Jerry Lee Lewis was raised in the Assembly of God Church, and so was I. Yes. So we come out of the old Assembly of God Church, new Assembly of God Church. You can do anything, still go to heaven, but the old one. You couldn't go to pitch shows. You, it was it was hardcore. Oh, and yeah. I was raising. I mean, we'd we'd have revivals at the Indian Village, and then people would shout at two o'clock in the morning. I mean, seriously, we'd fall asleep on the pews, but then they'd eat. They'd have a big gathering. So it was a it was, um, it's part of my DNA. All day church. Well, they would go in. They would go in like in the evening. Then they start. I'm gonna tell you something about the Alabama Kashata Indian Reservation when we it was out there at the <laughs> Seventh God Church. Church started seven. There still be people coming in at nine o'clock. 
There's no sense of time. They just go. And that guy, they may have a song service two hours long, and people are loving it. And then they're going to have somebody get up and preach. And he may preach an hour and a half, you know. And then they're going to eat afterwards. So it was ingrained in me, all this. And so I understand where Jerry Lewis, he'd say, this is the devil's music. Well, I was taught that it was the devil's music. Or are you promoting something? I'm like, that's like saying if I work at Walmart, and somebody buys condoms, I'm promoting fornication. Or if I work at Walmart and they sell beer and wine, I'm promoting alcoholism. That's right. a crock well, of is, crap. This and Jerry Lee had a whole conversation with Sam Phillips about this. You, I heard you yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a whole back and forth about that. And Sam was like, Man, I'm just here to make records. <laughs> You know, I, I like because he was re- he was recording gospel, he was recording blues, he was recording rock well, you and know, roll. To me, that, that it's a very spiritual. It's, music is a very spiritual thing. Well, sure it is. And you know, I know they got groups out there like gore and weird stuff, and they do that. It's just all show, but but it's a very spiritual thing. And if you do it right, it's going to come across as that. Whether it be blues or gospel or whatever, it's going to touch somebody. Because even Johnny Hooker said blues was a healer. Yeah. You know, exactly. It's a healer. It's like a way to get something out and uh, for scars. You don't like open something back up to get it out. Of course, John Lee also said, if you ain't playing, you paying. That's the truth. Jimmy says the same thing. If yeah. you ain't playing, you are paying because you're paying to stay in a hotel or buying some gas stays and chicken or something. You know? <laughs> gas days get that potato log in. You might be paying them, if them, you them, eat that, If too. you ever went to the dollar store, I call them, <laughs> right. I call them food stamp cookies. Them old nasty high drops. <laughs> Them food stamp cookies, man. I'm like, man, give me some of them food stamp cookies. Yeah, so dry. Here we go. Uh, Johnny Online, where can they find you? Uh, com, And uh, the guy that put the site up, they couldn't get the one with the two ends, so it's J-O-H-N-Y-R-I-L-E-Y.com. It's only one end. That son of a bitch. Do, I, do we need to send some people out there to go? Bust a kneecap? Yeah. I don't know. Get that Get that in. But you can download you two free downloads. Oh, yeah, we got brand new t-shirts and, and brand new. We got koozies and t-shirts. You got some albums. merch. Yeah. Got some good merch. Also got an album called The Countryside of Johnny Riley, which I wrote country songs. And uh, they're on there. And, and uh, Because it's weird because they don't talk about multicultural, dude. I'm blues, country, gospel. You know, I'm a little Oh, you got it all. No, you're the full a package, brother. On that right you are there. the full package. You can find us at Facebook, too, if they search Johnny Riley and Higher Guns and give us a like and a follow, too. Absolutely. And you can stay stay up to date with, uh, you know, hey, when you guys come come to your town, that's where you're at. Yeah. On the way, soon. Yeah, we're going to be in Chicago. I don't know where all we're going. Chicago, we're going to Chicago. Detroit, you got the Minnesota. festival tour that's happening through the summer. you got a busy summer ahead of yeah. you, so <clears throat> got a couple of weeks off and then out on the road. Yep, be a busy schedule. Well, we'll come back when you can stay longer, and uh, we'll hook you up. At oh, I definitely will come back. I, I dig you. You're a brother. Straight. You know, my friend, um, I think I could probably get you into a couple of nice rooms around this town. Yeah, we'll get you in Lafayette's and Neil's. Get you to Lafayette's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Neil's would be another. Oh, Neil's, oh, Neil's would eat you up, boy. Woo! So, we'll show play there, brother. On that, let's hear the show closer. Well, we'll do, I guess we'll do I Wonder. If it's, I don't know if it's so good, it's what I like. Because you ever, you ever, like, woke up and say, man, I wonder if that woman ever thinks about me. Like an old girlfriend or an old spouse or whatever. I wake up and I go, thank God she's not. <laughs> that crazy bitch. <laughs> Let me see. Well, I 
wonder do I cross your mind? Wonder do you ever think of me, baby? Well, another place, another time. It's been so long since you've been gone. Did a lot of things, I know I've been wrong. Baby girl, let me come back home. It's a sad thing. I wonder do you ever think of me? When you're lonely and you're feeling blue Wonder do you ever think of me Not a day goes by, I don't think of you It's been so long since you've been gone Did a lot of things, I know I've been so wrong Baby darling, can I come back home? You know, it's a sad day Guns right here, ready, Memphis. Fellas, thank you so very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Next time you're in town, come pay me a visit, will you? I do want to pay you a visit, man. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk here in this whole while. Stuff, you know? we, got, we got some stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> you, we'll send you foo foo water letters and whatever we, whatever water we gotta letters. do. No, don't say we, Natalie. Natalie will me. send you foo foo water. Me, me. And I will. Yeah. will. Foo foo water. <laughs> we were we were in Club 119. He's like, what the yeah. fuck is a foo-foo? I'm like, foo-foo? Yeah, foo-foo. Don't That's... mess with my foo-foo. Don't mess with my foo-foo. <laughs> I ain't been able to see my foo-foo in about 20 years. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Johnny Riley and Hired Guns at Radio Above Us. My thanks to the uh, Memphis Blue Society. You guys are just far. I'd rather have sex far or a pizza. I'm like, what Red. kind of pizza is it? Yeah. As long as you don't have no pineapple on it, maybe. Yeah, I'll, it's like was. a supreme because you can eat a pizza and it doesn't scream at you. So, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, many it. Many thanks to you. Thank you.